Hello, and welcome to episode three. The long-awaited return. Uh, very long-awaited. I think the last episode we recorded was the end of March. Jesus Christ. We're, we're keeping the fans. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger, is what it is. But I didn't realise it was that long ago, God. Yeah. I, I, we, I had a look at the episode before and it was, uh, it was March. That's nearly a year. That's nearly a year. Okay. We've just been keeping them waiting. Everyone's been chomping at the bit, waiting for another instalment of... Just life gets in the way sometimes, Felix. We've all, exactly. There's, there's been exams going on and it's just... just life gets in the way. We'll, we'll, we'll do it far more regularly. We wanted to do it originally once a week and it became once a year. <laughs> yeah, we need, to, we need to increase the frequency a little bit. Maybe we try once a month to start with and then build from there. Was it? It's the fourth, so it's the first Saturday of this month. Yeah. New Year's resolution. Yeah. More podcasting about watches. It could, be, it could be. I mean, I'd like to do once a week, but I reckon it's probably not, not possible. Mm, I don't. Yeah. If we were really good, I reckon we could do once a week. Once a week. Let's let's see how we go. It makes it makes it easier. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Everything's alright. All is well. Thank, thank you. you. So we we should explain that we are currently in public. Um, what, what's, what's the place called again, please? Uh, we are at the House of St Barnabas, nice. which is a members club in Soho, yeah. um, which I think could be the new base mm. for the recordings. Apart from apologies for the background noise, we did do a test recording before we started and you can hear it. But It's fairly stylish, sort of, sort of yeah. elevated music. So it's cool. It as long as there's no copyright infringement, we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, can, uh, we can sort that out. Financially, that might be a bit difficult. Might be a bit ruinous. Might, might be know. a bit. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, so, so welcome back to, what's it called again? Watch This Space. Watch This Space, yes. That's it, that's yes. it. Um, yes. Mr. Calmore, how are you? I, I'm good, I'm good, yep. It's New Year, it's, it's a fresh start. We're all, uh, New Year, you know, it's going to be, just everything in life's going to go better. I mean, January isn't going so well. Uh, but it's probably. only day four. But it's only day four, so it's going to improve. Exactly. I'm assuming yeah. it's going to improve. But. Felix and I have had a very nice day today. We have. Um, We've been doing some watch trying on, yeah, shopping. Yeah, which is always good to, uh, to get, because as I said to Felix before, I thought it all was, you know, we nerd out regularly and nerd out especially sort of the vintage stuff. Mm. But I feel like, for me personally, I'd probably lose track with the modern stuff sometimes. And, you know, going in today and trying on stuff that was released recently mm. that we hadn't seen in person, it was quite illuminating yeah it was refreshing so yeah. like we we tried on the uh, limited edition reissue Seamasters yeah we did the 1949 no. 8 1 no 1948 yeah 1948 so yeah. this is weird because I wrote an article about these ages ago but I never had to try one I thought like, oh, I can't wait to try these on and, and, and now we have and we were lucky enough the yeah, we did. That was quite lucky. There was there was one platinum in the shop, wasn't there? That was ordered in for a client who then didn't buy it. Yeah, that was nice, hefty. I wonder if that client was Iranian and was planning to come to London and now recently <laughs> not making it. Under. <laughs> yeah, maybe thought. Hmm, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll never know. But yeah, no, it's good. I liked it. What did you think? Faithful reissue. Faithful reissue is a fairly because fairly you hadn't sold one of the one of the vintage cased equivalents. No, it's Dad's 
Vincent Seamaster. But then, was the one that you had in sold the same uh, yeah. similar? It was a yeah. 15 Seamaster, yeah, so I had the same. So, and I think it was a very, if you put the two sides, obviously you can tell <coughs> the difference because one's shiny new steel and one's not, but proportion-wise... I think the case size is pretty much exactly the same. A I bit think. thicker, I think. It's definitely thicker but in terms of looking at it head-on. Yeah. It's definitely pretty much the same. Um, but obviously you've got the added benefit of an almost massive movement for staff. I obviously you and I personally quite quite enjoy the manual aspect, but you've got a what's my boot mate, you've also got a sapphire crystal, which is good because Dan had so we basically it's a little story about this, right? I will write an article about it in due time, but long story short, my dad's uncle had um, he was given a vintage Seamaster by the Royal Navy when he retired, and this was, he retired in the mid-60s. So this was a watch that was the 1950s K-size, it was the manual wine 1950s movement, but it was released in the middle of the 60s, and as a result it got passed down the line, and my dad ended up with it. And this is exactly uh, the same case and dialed configuration as the one we found today. So we found it all beaten up in, in Bastard Man. I was like, okay, now let's get this restored for Amiga. So we got it all restored. Literally about two weeks after, it was all new crystal, new crown, everything else was clean. Dad then decided to smack the bloody crystal against something, and there's now a crack down the side of the brand new acrylic crystal. So, Having a domed sapphire crystal on the new one is a smart idea. Very. I, th I think it's one of those. It's a. It's a perfect example of a watch for someone who wants the aesthetics of vintage, but is too worried to buy vintage because they want to wear it every day and they want to be able to actually wear it and not worry about it because it's so sensitive to the original. But it's practical because you've got cracks, steel escapement, chronometer certified sapphire crystal, blah 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 blah. That is. Excellent idea. What do you think about the price point? Because that steel one was just over five grand yeah. for a simple three-hander with only, f I think, only a 50 meters water resistance. I'm not sure. If you think about it, I know it's not quite the same, but if you're looking at other watches of that sort of style, Longines, half the price, if that. Black Bay 36. It's not the same style, but put on a leather. I don't know. It's two grand more than, well, it's what? 1500 quid more than an Oyster Perpetual? Retail, yeah. Retail? Yeah, obviously second hand's bullshit, but retail. Mm. I don't know. Does it seem. I know it's limited edition, but I don't know. I think they missed a trick there. I think they probably should have made it a normal edition. Obviously, kept the platinum one is the best edition, but. Because yeah. you're right, it's too expensive. And I feel like they could have really entered the market of exactly what you were saying. People who wanted the very faithful vintage aesthetic, but also having you know automatic movements and it being able to withstand a bit of beating. Do Amiga have an, en an entry-level, more dressy watch like that? What are you buying if you don't want a Speedmaster or a Seamaster from Amiga? The Deville. That's oh yeah, Deville. But yeah, it's all a bit. It's all a bit underwhelming, all like that stuff. I think if like if if that reissue <coughs> was two grand as a first watch for someone, yeah, I think yeah. And as you said, not limited edition. Yeah, 
I can think of yeah, a few no people off the top of my head who are, you know, new into the watch game but sort of know, mm. they know their Amigas from their tags, they know, yeah. they know a little bit and they all personally quite like the vintage style of things and they want to get into that game but it's always a case of, well, you know, you've got to look after it more, you've got to be more careful of the specifications and everything. But you're right, you've got a solid steel case with a dome sapphire. It's pretty hard wearing, you can bash it around a bit and it'll be alright. And I think they've missed the mark missed, they've missed the market by uh, you know, as you said, making it too hard. Because now you're getting into it's only gonna be nerdy collectors like obviously who buy it. Yeah. And we will buy the vintage one instead. Well yeah, because they're a tenth of the price yeah. of whatever, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? And yeah. they're just vintage. It was nice though, and the platinum was gorgeous, but it was 35 grand so it's like do I buy that or do I buy for do I buy I don't know half a Daytona or how much are they going for ridiculous man I think they just put like a side of his eight next to him it's just sort of like down to how charming it can be um, I mean as you said perfectly they've got second hand 39 40s with yeah 39 40Js exactly were like 30 40 grand Second hand. Yeah. So you can get a Patek annual calendar for the same price. Exactly. It's a limited edition yeah. platinum Seamaster. That's time only. That's time only. That puts it into perspective, doesn't it? I, I think I know which one I'd rather have. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know. I suppose that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're not Daniel Wellington's, that's what I'd rather Oh, mate, any day of the week. Any, I might just sell everything I own and just start. I might just become the Daniel Wellington. Just buying only Daniel Wellington's. Just yeah, why not? You set up a street sale outside Michael Kors, just selling Daniel Wellington. Sell them for a pound, and you'd still be making 90% profit margin on what it costs Daniel Wellington to make. Them. So you'd, be, <laughs> you'd be laughing. It's become an AD. I mean, this kind of leads on to something I was talking to you about before. Mm. The way the general trends in the world are all sort of lining up, depending on what industry you're in. So, we were saying that fashion-wise, you know, people are now wearing these vintage trainers and, and vintage clothing. And mullets. And mullets, is that a thing? I didn't... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, All I know the New Zealand rugby team were rocking mullets, but I thought that was something because New Zealand's a weird country where it's all over. That's true. But they do that, and then it's now happening in watches as well, where all these vintage reissues, that is the thing, because yeah. as we saw today, the vintage centre, Reissue of the album. Yes, the A384. Yes, which is gorgeous. If you haven't seen it before, give it a give it a Google or look it up on Instagram. I might even. This is something I was thinking about doing. I might even on the website put up show notes that you can read, that the listeners can read while they're listening to an episode. We just put up like photos of the watches we talked about because I don't know about you, I'm crap at reference numbers. People aren't going to have a clue. But if, look it up, because it's, yeah, we tried it on and it was stuck. Yeah, they got the size right, mm. they got the panda dial one, they, I mean, every single off mirror used the same with me anyway, so they've also got the movement there. Yeah. Yeah, hell, what's that was? Yeah, Fever has done very well there. But can you think of one brand that hasn't got some kind of vintage reissue on the world? Roger Dubuis. Well, they've got that dressier Excalibur. Yeah, they have. No, they have. But it's not vintage inspired. Just because that's a, that was a shitty answer because they have only been around for I don't know. Like ten years. Yeah. Flavius Emilia. I've got the issue. 
No. Well, I don't think MB and F have a vintage reissue either. No. Well, I don't think they only so. make but then these don't count because they've been. Yeah. Yeah. They go into the future and bring back the watches yeah, that they true, use yeah. and then put their name on the bells. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, time travel. Yeah. Hugh left the Hugh and reissue. No. I, I'm not even sure I'd call it. They do watches, really. The fashion items. They're basically just glorified Daniel Wellingtons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very expensive, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, Daniel Wellingtons are very expensive, Daniel Wellingtons. That's true. That's what I thought they sell for, for the make, yeah. True. Dark. But no, you're right. And I think, yeah, doing vintage reissues is a big it's trend a thing at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Longines, Boris, yeah. um, Amiga. Tiger doing the Octavia. Yeah, it's true. I think it's just what people want, isn't it? Yeah. But I wonder how long it's going to last. But it tends to be just all the brands that John Claude B. Bear runs. I think that tends to be all it. That's because he wants you to know. Yeah, that's a good point. Apart from that. Yeah. Not making a point at all, actually. What are we talking about? Yeah, the um, yeah the style of having having vintage, vintage being brought back, which I'm definitely a fan for. That's for oh, sure. yeah. 100%. If, if it's done faithfully, mm. the, the thing, the, 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 where I draw the line is when watch brands are bringing out like faithful reissues, but then they're sizing them up to 42mm. Yeah, which is unfortunately very common. Which it, it is, because, and I completely understand why they're doing it, because you know, Joe Bloggs doesn't want to wear a 35mm Seamaster reissue. See, I don't know why, because I fucking love vintage size watches. <laughs> So this, is, this is lovely. So, a quick, quick, quick. What's what spot while we're Oh yeah, let's do a wristwatch check. Yeah. To be fair, we've only gone fourteen minutes. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, okay, that. okay. I am wearing my Amiga Chronostop, which is just the perfect size because it's still, you know, it's still wearable. It doesn't look like a small ladies' watch as some of the thirty-one mils that Felix owns, but it's it's just the right size to be to be perfect in in. Original bracelet stuff, it's just I don't wear it, it works, I just smack it on the desk all the time and it feels irresponsible and disrespectful to the person who kept it in very good condition for 50 years and then I go around and fucking smack it on nights out. I almost not do it with us. Um, I love but, it, it's gorgeous. But I think what's going to surprise everyone is what Felix is wearing today. I mean, it's a shock. I've, I've gone a bit left field today. I haven't worn something that I usually wear. I'm wearing my Samariner. There we go. There yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked at my, my collection of Daniel Wellingtons and oh, I don't know. Do well, I, I don't know about this thing. Yeah, I was going to double risk with one on each, but no, I thought I'd... Yeah, got the old... Got yeah, the old one thing I haven't... I know it's what we were talking about. Vintage size is better than modern size. Yeah, correct. I mean, we, we can just all... all I know right. what you're going to say, but carry on. I was just going to say, I haven't seen your new... Just your random swatch acquisitions. Oh, I haven't seen you, them in oh you aren't. You aren't going to say what I thought you were going to say. No, you haven't. I haven't. I was going to wear one today. I would quite like to see them because I haven't seen them. Because you bought two since I've seen them. I bought two, so yeah. I now it's so I, I've recently sold two of my watches, which I was going to lump together and then buy what I'm nicknaming the Baby Saab, which is this gorgeous Seiko Five, still got the same movement in, but it's cheapest chips. And as a result, you can't get them because they sell out like that. So I'm in limbo waiting for them to come available. But now what it means is, of in my current watch box, four of those slots are taken up by swatches. And then I've got a vintage Seiko that doesn't work. A vintage Enica that hasn't worked in, when did I buy that off you? Five years ago? I don't think it's worked <laughs> since. And then myself. So 
in, 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 on balance, I currently own more more quartz watches than I do <laughs> manual wind and automatics. Which is a running joke within the watch group of ours that Felix secretly just loves quartz watches. Yeah, and I, actually, I think I actually hate automatic. Yeah. watchmaking to me, it's just. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 we 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 met some battery, but I think I think Felix actually quite quite likes it. It's probably. I think, I think for me, I don't look at swatches as quartz, because for me, swatches, you, you don't wear a swatch to appreciate the craftsmanship because they're just cheap plastic with a battery in. They're just a bit of fun. They're almost not really a watch, almost, it's just like, you know, cheap bit of fun. I buy them now to commemorate places I've been to, so I've got one from the two I've bought recently, one's from Edinburgh, which is a tartan one. Yeah, that's cool. I did see a picture of that. It's pretty cool. It's quite cool. And the other one is this crazy Amsterdam one that's got like um, tulips on and Amsterdam bikes and stuff. And they're just, you know, a bit of fun. It is Some people who buy, buy Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. Yeah. Do people really go out day to day wearing their Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt? You know, Some the scumbags definitely do. Definitely. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm wearing this up. Why not? I uh, yeah, I forgot about the Amsterdam one. I swear you've got like a red one as well. So I've got an all red one which I got from Toulouse. Well, I got from France. And my, my, my thought process was, and I haven't done it yet, was I was going to get buy a white swatch strap and a blue swatch ah, strap, and then yeah. take one one half of each and put it together so it's red, white, and blue. France flag colours. Um, cool. cool. I got that three years ago and it's still on its original red strap. I don't know what happened. You can buy them on eBay for four pounds each, those straps. I don't know why I haven't done it yet. Because I mean, I suppose it's the cost for beer yeah. on balance. Priorities. Exactly. Exactly. So that's wristwatch checked up. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, that whole idea about buying something to create. Can commemorate a trip. It's, it's, it's a nice idea, that because I, as you know, I do that as well. Um, someone else in Morocco, I bought a vintage seeker that I found in a in a random, very random clock shop, um, and then in Budapest, I bought an old Russian military watch. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. A military market that was selling some some questionable merchant, but there was some Nazi paraphernalia in in like Stalin kind of stuff yeah got some like moustache combs well yeah yeah just yeah, that's, that's, I'll buy moustache coming back um, but yeah there's some interesting stuff there but yeah it's, and that's just it but that's where you find you can find some gems yeah yeah and I think uh, Eastern Europe in general has got a bit of a weird Nazi thing going on at the moment but I mean this is a watch podcast so we don't yeah, yeah we, don't need to, uh, yeah, we don't need to get into that. No. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's yeah. definitely a nice day. And when people, you know, when you're constantly trying to explain to people what, um, what the watch thing's all about, mm. the one aspect is definitely that kind yeah. of idea where you're buying memories. Definitely. And, you know, if they're mechanical watches that don't ever need any kind of battery replacing, they're just small little machines that you can always remember is from that time. Um, yeah, I got what we talked about for so. We did wristwatch check, but that was seven minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, we've gone down a bit of a tangent. We're getting back into the swing of it. We, it's been almost, it's been what, 10 months since we last interviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will, we will streamline and we will get better until eventually these are as smooth as 
Adrian's and uh, Scottish watches. Yes, exactly, definitely. Be definitely. As smooth and well. I think Scottish, yeah, Scottish watch, Adrian level. That's the that's the goal. That's where we're aiming for. That's um, the goal. Yeah. yeah, that's the goal. I was just about to get up a list of things we were going to talk about. Say, get get a list of things. Christopher Ward. I'd like mm. to talk about Christopher Ward. This could be a fairly quick chat because I don't really know much about it apart from the fact that he's left. I think we're going to be doing a bit of speculating because this is breaking news. I don't think there's a lot out there about it. But for those of you who don't know, Christopher Ward, today I think, no sorry it wasn't. So, Scottish Watches posted on their Instagram some breaking news from Christopher Ward, which was that Christopher Ward himself has left Christopher Ward, the brand. So, I don't know, it's interesting. They've said that it's now going to become, it's going to undergo a logo change and become Mike France Watches, who was one of the other founding members of Christopher Ward. And apparently after 16 years at the business, Christopher Ward's, what did they say? I've got it here. Um, his involvement with the business has declined significantly in recent years and it seemed right for everyone, including Chris, that this was the moment to formally step aside. Did he decide that he no longer wanted to make some mariner homages and he was like, no, we shall always make some mariner homages. I don't know, it's interesting. To me, the wording of that doesn't make it seem like it was just his decision to go. It does seem like a, a bit way of, of saying a, he was fired, yeah. I think it seems like a nice way of going, you do sod all. What's the point? We want some, you know. Who owns Christopher Ward? Do you know? They like part of Swatch, so I don't I don't think they, I think they are owned by the people who run it, I think. Let's have a look. I don't think they're, they're not, they're not LVMH or Swatch, I don't think. Does that make them technically an independent watch brand? Yeah, I think so. definition. I always had a weird thing with Chris Walks. They do do a lot of stuff where you're like, actually, you know what, that's pretty cool. And it's at a price point that isn't a piss take. And, you know, they're all mechanical movements. I think they're Salita. I think they're Salita. Salita. I'm not sure. Salita or something. But then it's always came out to the point that they were just not one of those brands that were basing their whole thing around Submariner homages. Well, so, I mean, if you. I've just gone to the website to try and find if they're independent or not. I can't. I can't see if they are. But they're. Trident Pro 600, which is their automatic dive watch, yeah. which is like a sub Seamaster. Bit of bright in there yeah. as well. Yeah, that's six nine. How much is it? Six nine five. And you're getting. What are you getting? What? So you are getting six hundred meters water resistant. You're getting super luminator. You're getting up, also, so you're getting a Salita SW200 movement, yeah, which is perfectly decent. I don't think that's an awful price. No. For what you get. Ceramic bezel. What size is it? 42. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're only paying an extra couple of hundred quid, and you can get basically an Explorer 2 white polar knockoff. With a GMT function, I don't know. So I do. I, I love all these kind of brands that do these things where they do them at a decent price. Then there's also part of me where it's just like, I don't do anything fucking original. They all do the same yeah. thing. They all like rip off the same brands. They rip off the same designs. 
Do you have to pay more for like imagination, or is that is there like a currency of imagination? No idea. I guess it's just easy. It's laziness, probably, isn't it? It's just this is we we know the style of watches sell. Yeah, yeah. Let's just change them a little bit. Yeah. Make oh no, Salita doesn't come small enough to make it a fortnight. Oh, we'll I'll make it forty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, scale it up. Oh, people like big watches because that's modern. Yeah, it takes. it's perfect. Happy days. And it did. It is not because you said that you basically had. A Breitling Avenger slash Seamaster slash Submariner there, and then the next one you said you're like an Explorer 2. Yeah, basically. Some of these brands that have the ability to deliver like affordable quality, mm. they just don't, for some reason, maybe they don't pay designers, maybe that's what it is, they just don't pay designers. That's what yeah, it's maybe. That's yeah, for that. maybe. I don't know. I just think it's interesting, and a friend of ours, Dexter, said this in one of our groups earlier. It's interesting that they are just renaming, rebranding Christopher Ward as another name of a guy there. Because for me, if they're going away from the Christopher Ward brand, they can that that's that's a that's a fresh start for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could reinvest ourselves as something <coughs> better because a lot of people go, I like Christopher Ward, but I don't like the fact that they're Christopher Ward. And I don't like the branding and just going for another name. I don't know. Also, if all these really narcissistic people just keep naming the Watchmans after their own names. I know. <laughs> like, can he go and join Michael and Daniel? And yeah. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. It's loads it's of true, I don't know. True. Just, I don't know, go for something cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know, but just, <laughs> just don't go for a name. Or at least go for a cool name. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll see. It's only, I don't know where they found that out from, but that's only a recent thing, so I don't know, we'll have to find it. It's, it. it's never official until it's uh, the, the, the Watch World's BBC that is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how offic- whether that was put on their official Instagram page or whether that's just been plucked from somewhere, but I don't know. Let's have a look. But yeah, I think we will have to see. Uh, we said maybe if it's a completely fresh start, as it were, in new branding. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, so there's nothing on their official Instagram page, so I don't know. We will have to see. But it's like the um, it's like, that's why I loved what Seven Friday did so much when they first came out because they were in that price point yeah. where it wasn't piss tape and it was all kind of good value. Yeah, there's lots of good value here to watch. And then um, they just had like these really cool original designs that you've never yeah, seen. Yeah. Like, there was never anything that really looked like Seven Friday. No. And although they've gone, I don't really know what they're doing these days, but those original P, whatever they were, yeah, yeah. They, they were cool, they were cool they were. and yeah. they were like 700 quid. That's why I like um, companies like Ming, oh, and exactly, and I know their, I think their base is probably about 1200 quid, so you're jumping up a little bit, yeah. but that is, that's not a derivative design at all, that's completely... New. Completely new dial layouts, completely new everything. Yeah, yeah. And and they are they're a proper like watch nerds brand, yeah. aren't they? Why you know why could Chris Ward come in and do something like that? It's, it's not a million miles away from the price, but I mean if maybe with their new fresh start they're going to do something new. You, you never know. Do. Yeah, they might find a better branding for themselves and do something cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to what, um, do they have retailers in Europe for me? Because they're like Malaysian or something. Malaysian, Japanese? They're, they're, yeah, they're, I, think they're, I think they're Malaysian. Yeah. I don't think so. Not that I've, I've never seen them anywhere. Do you have to buy them online? I think you have to buy them directly from them. Yeah, I don't know. I would really call that a lot. The things as well, that £1,000, if you're buying something new, 
if you want to buy yourself something brand new, you want a little bit limited to stuff at that price point. You are a bit, aren't you? Like, like brand new, what else would you buy it? Sort of good. Oris, I suppose. That's probably, that's pretty much probably the only thing, isn't it? Yeah. Can you touch any new Longines for the bottom half of the, that grand to two grand mark? I don't think so. How much is that big pile of text in there? The big eye. Oh, I think that I think a big eye chrono is like eighteen fifty or nineteen hundred. Yeah. So you're not a million miles away. But then you could put a deposit down for something twelve hundred quid. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I think if you're just going to go out and out buy it for that, I think there's another one that I might consider. Have you heard of Anor Dane? They're a new independent watch company from Glasgow, but they do all their in-house, their own in-house enamel dials. They're just very simple cases, but not a, a derivative case style. And they do the most amazing lacquered enamel dials, and they are stunning. What do they look like? I've never um, heard of this. They are, they're class. This shows you how out of the loop I've become. They yeah. are, uh, they are roughly, uh, they are roughly in the same price point. Um, they're, they're very simple, but their dials are all handmade uh, and enamel. They're not for everyone because they are so simple. They're just they're basic three-handers. Uh, what was the case size in these jobs? Thirty-seven, I think. Oh, nice. But like they're big. Like they've been featured on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. They're they're cool. They're like a thousand quid, all handmade in in the UK. I like that a lot. I do like that a lot. Yeah. I don't know. They're just cool. Again, is this a job we have to buy them on their website? Or is there a store? Uh, I guess there are stores, but they are in Glasgow. Yeah. So logistically, so yeah, buy them online. But no, yeah, I think you're right. Little I think you're right. I mean, that's, that's, that's cool, I like that. I haven't seen that. Yeah. And I think this is a lovely little segue onto um, Mr. Jones watches as well. Yes. So this was something, again, that Felix knew before me and did not share with me. Um, and then I was uh, having a poo um, and was on my phone and saw something on Mr. James Kibbles. It's not saying that's the only time that I look at Kibbles' social media, but yeah, that happens. Shit. Well, you're having one. Yeah, yeah, yeah look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, James, we love you. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was looking at, and on a story he was playing with one of them, the, uh, the, the Skulldown one, and I thought that was so very cool. And I said to Felix, I was like, this is really cool. What's what's that? In oh God, it's like a. So not only are we in a bar with music playing, there's now a procession going on outside of the bar. So it distracts me. I don't know if don't know what's that you build here. Anyway, the um, Mr. Jones again. It's the same idea where it's all made. You can, I mean, the modular movements in Mr. Jones. I don't know. I don't know what the movements are they use. They're modular, they're definitely not in-house boots because you can learn for a couple of good, but it's the idea that they're designing something new, cool and different, and it's all being done in the UK, yeah. uh, like that Glaswegian situation, and again, like Bremont, I mean, they're pretty much all designed and made in, like, Cornwall, aren't they? Uh, Henley, that's their factory, yeah, they're all, they are all, well, so... They use movement, they use ETA yeah. and stuff, they don't, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think they use ETA, but yeah, they are... Cases, dials, everything else yeah. is made. Which is yeah. which is really cool, and I think that's good for just the UK in general. If we're starting to make shit again, that's pretty cool. 
I don't make anything else. We do some cars, but not many. That's where most of like right. Bentley and stuff isn't made in the well, UK anymore. All Bentleys underneath are Audis, basically. Right. Jaguar Land Rover is now Indian-owned. Charles Steel, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Morgan. Are they, I don't know, even know if they still, still make cars anymore. Do they? Don't know. Aston Martin. They're probably still made in the UK. Aren't they? Is that Paul Lander or Reed? No, I, th- I, I, I would. I don't know. Don't know. Sure. But yeah, but it's just the idea yeah. that we're producing new cool stuff mm-hmm. is, is a good thing. But then going back to Mr. Jones' watches, the thing I like about them, and I'll put some photos up because I would be surprised if any of you have heard of them apart from Jones if he's listening. The thing I like about them is you are getting. They're just they are they are completely original designs. They are very they're very cool. Like they're jump they're jump hours, and you have ones that as you said. You have what the hour display and the eye of the skull, and then the teeth of the minutes. And the upper jaw is the hours, and the lower jaw is the, yeah. I mean, and that's so just, cool. That's they so are just bonkers, yeah. but they for less than two hundred quid. Yeah, you know, because you can get that same kind of bonkers originality and individuality in an MBNF, but you're paying a hundred thousand pounds instead exactly. of a couple exactly. of hundred. Pounds, and yeah. I mean, realistically, if you've got that much. If you've got 200 quid to play with and you want a, a, a watch like that, a bit of, you know, just a bit of fun to wear the weekends, the only two options really is a Mr. Jones watch or a TYH pilot. Yeah, I mean, all really, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's nothing else that we the to In the T, the, T, the younger or just pilot, as you know, is a completely original and unique design that has never I've seen ne- I have before. never seen a watch that looks anything like it. <laughs> You couldn't. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It is. It's the definition of originality for death. Amazingly, that watch is still going. I built it a year ago. I built it in Christmas last year. Yeah. It's still going. We it's were going to, like... Yeah. I, I was going to get, like, dial prints on them. We were going to mass-produce yeah. them. We were going to rule the world. How many have we sold so far? It's it's, it's not to be disclosed um, no. to public knowledge. I mean, you have to go up and count it up. You can't keep track. Yeah, no, it's, it's there's, there's a spreadsheet somewhere that yeah, tells yeah. me how, how much yeah. to be saying. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot. It's, a yeah, it's definitely not zero, that's <laughs> for sure. It was a prototype fix, and we haven't put any time into developing the rest of them. Yeah, thing. we've given it no attention whatsoever. No. No. I will. I mean, for, for full disclosure, going back to what we were saying right at the start, is... Felix and I work in a profession of which you do some professional exams at the start of your career so that you're qualified and then you can enjoy your life. I was in the process of doing some of those exams last year, which is why, um, you know, the, the, the younger older stuff got backbenched a bit. And, you know, we, we built the website, also we, we paid a lovely graphic designer to do our website. And the whole idea was, of course, that we were going to spend a lot more time on it and we were going to pursue it and we were going to develop this idea that we originally had and we, we haven't got around to it due no. to the fact that life got in the way however I'm hoping that now I mean my time management skills are going to be better um, hopefully we can start start doing some stuff we wanted to yeah definitely and one of the things was definitely with the making of the watches that was something that we wanted to do but 100%. never got around to finishing it I mean this was just a prototype that I built for fun to see if it was possible and I mean, then we knew it was possible and some people were like hey I want to buy one of those and then we just never yeah there was interest wasn't yeah, there we was, never we never finished it no poo, it was all fart and no poo correct mm. it was all wank and no gone it was yeah, it, right. it was all <laughs> it was all talk <laughs> but um, yeah, I wanted we, to get sapphire crystal that was the one thing I wanted to do it annoyed me the fact that it was like mineral crystal 
Mm. It does scratch like a it, it just doesn't look as good as well because it's not anti-reflective. So one of the first things I wanted to do was buy sapphire crystal for it, which is perfectly, I, I know where to source that in the right size. You were thinking about doing a PVD one, weren't you? What I do, PVD, I could have done PVD I am, as well. I am incredibly tempted by PVD. Yeah, what do I just do? But yeah, I just didn't yeah, get around to doing yeah. these things. in uh, this year, we shall? This is, this, is, this is it. 2020 is the year of the universe. It is. Going back briefly, just because I've been having a look while you were talking about our fantastic watch, um, Mr. Jones uses Salitas. Yeah, okay. Well, he uses them, and instead of, as you said, just putting them into a standard 400, 300, sorry. Yeah. 400. Um, putting them into a standard 300, he's done something cool. Yeah, the jump powers, there's really weird designs there, which is awesome. Exactly. I would be very interested, I don't know how, whether it would be possible or not, to get him on an episode. I, think I know nothing about him. I know if there is a bloke, whether he is Mr. Jones or whether that's a pseudonym, I don't know, whatever. Pseudonym was the right word. I thought that's the right word. Is that right? Yeah, we'll roll with it. Or not, but there is a bloke. I'd like to go. I'd like to get him on. We did have a brief conversation with him on Instagram. We did? Well, you... Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Again, whilst I was on the toilet, I sent a message saying, love what you're doing, really cool, it's all in the UK, yeah. completely original, I love it. They are very cool. Bags. And then I said, can I have a free watch? And he was never responding. I think we're both going to have to buy one of those. Aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. March. We've already spoken about doing a little. We will. We will. What's the other thing as well? The. Um, the. Oh, no, save me if it's because I'm going to embarrass us. Uh, we did the review. They sent us a watch and did a review of it. Oh, Dorenzo. There we go. Jesus yeah, Christ. Sergio over at Dorenzo. So, for those of you who don't know, we did a couple of years ago. No, yeah, probably like last year, I think. Last year, yeah. we were we, we a company on Kickstarter reached out to us called Dorenzo, and it's this bloke Sergio who used to be an architect and has now gone into watch design, and he sent us a prototype of his first watch, the DRZ01, to have a, do a hands-on review. Mm. We both had it for a week and wrote an article about it, which was very well received by him and everyone. Excellent. And he's just released his second watch, the DRZ02, I want to say. <laughs> I know it's his second watch. I can't quite remember the name. It is gorgeous. It is very cool. Gorgeous. It's very, it's very like cool. It's like a sector dial, divery. Yeah. But it's not a... It's not like a normal dive watch style case. It's it's it, he's put his own it's his own interpretation. It's a bit almost like skin diver style. Very cool. And when the prototypes come out, that's the one. It's really cool. It's got it's got enough of the blank pan fifty fathom style to yes. be like oh it's it's but it's it's still said it's got the crazy dial, mm. which is a bit more original. There's a bit more going on. Yeah, so hopefully in the next month or two we're going to have one of those in and we're going to do another week on the wrist review style write-up, which I'm very excited about because not only is Sergio a lovely chap, but he makes... I mean, that first watch that he gave us was very cool. It was. It, it, and again, it was, it was Seven Friday-esque, but it was, yeah, it was very cool. And yeah. again, it's not one of these these new sort of independent brands that are trying to do something different. Exactly. And I'm just showing Felix... Um, the, the, the prototype oh. too. It's the DRZ3 Eclipse, is what it's called. Oh. And looking at the size of this, that's that's not that's that's not big, that's like a 38mm looking thing. I think thing. so. Looks good on a bracelet. And he's he's taken that sector dial to a whole new level. Yeah, he has. 
in it's a uh, high contrast sector dial, isn't it? What's that like? It's silvery like black and black. Black. silvery stuff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of his stuff. So the, the ones that we reviewed was again the same. They had these these the same sort of color idea. Mm. So it's always that thing that sandwich style, wasn't it? That was yes. The first one, yeah. The sandwich very style. cool sandwich style. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. They are cool. And that case, the case on the first one had those crazy cutouts. Yeah. It's very hard to describe in the side of the case. Very cool. Very cool. It's just, again, yeah, it's just all a bit more original, a bit more thoughtful, mm. a bit more individual, yeah. And they are, they're very reasonably priced. They're a couple hundred quid. Yeah. They're like four or five hundred. Oh, well, they're, oh, okay. But even I so, remember, yeah. I mean, for yeah. getting a completely original design and you're still getting a serviceable movement. Yeah, you, you sold a thousand, thousand quid, whatever it was. Oh, comfortably, yeah. Uh, but yeah, very it was, cool. It was, it was, yeah, it's cool. Well, look, hopefully, I. That'd be great for getting a review from me. I think, as we were saying, if if we start tuning out more content more regularly, then we'll start engaging more. And exactly. Then, and then exactly. we'll get loads of free watches and then we'll be flown to Geneva. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Press pass to Basel World. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And not SIHH, Geneva. What's it been? It's been renamed. Yeah. Geneva. Is Basel definitely happening this year? Basel is, is definitely, definitely being happening, okay, yeah. followed by Geneva Some, something and yeah. watches or whatever it's called. June, I can't remember. Scary New World. Yeah. Um, basically, the, the, the idea is that like we want to be smoking cigars and jumping over there. That's the yeah, that's the overall goal. So yeah. that's what yeah. maybe climate. And, and, and no, what I want to do, absolute goals, is to be at Basel drinking a Negroni with Waco. With Waco, yeah, yeah. Kibbles met Wanko. Yeah, That's I know. Crazy. That's... I'd be so excited. Short term cool goal. Either. I want to be like Kibble level. Yeah. He just worked very hard on Kibble. Yeah, I'm hard work on Yeah, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting working that hard. <laughs> I just want. I just want to be. I want the rewards with exactly. not the work. With yeah. no effort. <laughs> Minimal effort. Minimal effort and all the rewards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's a goal. I mean, that's what being an Instagram model is all about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You're born with very good genes and you're very fit and, and people throw free things Yeah, and then you just spend your whole life selling weight loss tea on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Sorted. Cushy life. If we were very attractive women, it would be... Well, I mean, we're halfway there. Yeah, that's true. We'll let very you guys exactly. decide which half that is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, um, oh yeah, speaking of new watches, mm. we're going to talk yes. about the Elanga Zoom. Yes, a conversation about Blue Dial integrated steel sports watches. Yeah. In general, yeah. In general. I think this was a point that became about when Felix and I were on our little shopping spree today and were in the A Langer Zone boutique in Watch the Switzerland on Regent Street. Yes. And it obviously wasn't in there, but mm. it reminded that, along with many other brands, A Langer Zone have now decided to jump on the bandwagon and release a sports watch. And I remember watching uh, a few years ago uh, that YouTube guy, really cool Swiss guy who had an MBNF. Oh, um, the guy from Watches.tv. Yes, that guy. With the glasses. That guy, yes. He uh, interviewed Felix. something. Was his name Felix? Sorry? Was his name Felix? It was. Oh. He's, he's, he's the second biggest Felix in the watch yeah. <laughs> In watch media, anyway. <laughs> He, um, yeah. I mean, what's an interview of him at Buzzworld? He interviewed the Elangzone guy, and he was just sort of like thrown out of the bat. He was like, oh, you know, Elangzone ever think about doing a steel sports watch? 
fast forward to that guy at the time, sorry, said, no, 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 we only make a dress a watch, uh, that's Italian, I don't know why I went to French. That's good, it's cool. Off, cool. Off, yeah, all got mixed up there. And he, uh, yeah, he's basically saying no, and then fast forward, I think probably about two years, and yeah. they've done it. And yeah. it would have been in research and development at that time. Oh, yeah, sure. of course. So, yeah, he would have been sitting there shit, he's on to me. Yeah, he's on to me. Yeah. They know. Yeah. No. Um, still Italian. I don't know how a, a singular word is on top, but anyway. He, yeah, they brought this out and, you know, controversial uh, due to it is a brand that was only precious metals, only dress watches, to suddenly go non-precious metals and a sports watch. You know, it's a controversial call, but what do you think Felix on? I, okay, without seeing it in the flash, because that's <laughs> yeah, going to be I love it. Interesting. It's brilliant. I know that's controversial because a lot of people hate it, but I think they... So, Langer have done it in a way that is not the same as... It doesn't look like a Nautilus or a Royal Oak, but a bit Langery. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. It's their own interpretation of it, and... Oh, I don't know. I think they've they've got the balance right of of playing to the trend, but also not drifting away too much from the essence of Langer, which is I don't know doing uh, the dial. I, d- I know what you mean. I don't know how to describe it. the dial. Is very Langery. You yeah, know it is. Dial, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Langer dial. I don't know what it is necessarily. But you're right. There's something. There is something Langer-ish about it. I don't Langery. know. I mean, I mean, having the the, it's the, date, the oversized date, yeah, it's definitely... very Langer. I mean, I think for me, if this photo will ever load, there yeah. we go. I think for me, the only the, the the big criticism that it got when it came out was the bracelet. Just something about how the bracelet fitted into the lugs and that whole silhouette that people didn't like. But actually, it's growing. It's that's grown on me. And also, what I found out is you can, even though they marked it as an integrated bracelet, you can, the bracelet is removable. Yeah, I'm so, going to say Whack that on a NATO strap. That's Blue NATO, oh, from yeah. eBay, 250. Cheap Indian job. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yeah. And then buy a NATO strap. Then buy. Um, <laughs> well, even as a I, 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 job, I, No, I don't yeah. even want to know. It's <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. Well, that's, a, that's a tangent we don't want to take. Anything. No, I don't. But no I, I really like it. I think I would buy that over... What's the price point on this again? I, I'm not quite sure. I think like mid twenties. Is it? Okay. I don't think it's outrageous, but then it's. I, I feel like you would have to buy. You would have, in order to get one, you're going to have. But the other thing to note, it's not limited edition. It's a serially produced sports watch, so yeah. they, they're going to be making them for however long. But I feel like you probably have to buy. You know, an eighteen fifteen and a Saxonia and a Langer one and a deadbeat or something to even be considered for one of those but I don't know I'd like to have a look at one in the flesh I would also I think one point to mention is when you think about it it's the first time they've ever made a bracelet so that is the very first bracelet they've ever made there's no other Langer Watts that's on bracelet is it uh, no the datagraph they did make a like a bees of rice. I feel like yeah, there's something they? on a fine mesh or a bee. Yeah, it's a beads of rice. Hmm. But anyway, it's I'm like sure, it's, it's, yeah. it's a brand that doesn't make bracelets, and they've come All and they've clearly put a lot of time into it. And we're like, okay, 
Audi Mates bracelet. And again, yeah. it's, it's, it's different, it's not. No. It's like it, I was saying to Felix today, the um, Fast One Constantine overseas bracelet is really cool. Oh, it's good. And it's, again, a completely original idea with the, the, the shape that matches the logo. I can't remember what you called it, but it was the word Yeah, the... Um... Maltese cross. Maltese cross over. We tried. We were having a look at some of those we today, weren't we? They we were. are good. I do love the the overseas. I'd buy taking the Langer out because I haven't <coughs> tried that one on the, yeah. the flesh. I haven't tried on a Nautilus Aurora Lake, the Chopard Alpine Pigeon, or whatever it's called, <laughs> Eagle, Eagle, and the overseas. I'd buy an overseas out of the four. I think I would as well. I really don't like the Chopard. Um, not a huge fan of the uh, Piget Polo. Oh, okay, not, yeah. not a huge fan of that. I'd rather buy Daniel Wellington. Yeah. Um, but the, this obviously thing I'm very interested to see. I'm not going to say that I have an opinion on it yet because so far I just think it's very cool that Langer have done this. Yeah, yeah. I it's something it's, completely new, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think it's very cool they've done it, um, you know, sort of honestly to who. A Langar, they haven't just copied someone else, they've done it pretty weird. Yeah. And yeah. also the fact right. it's like um it's a what's it called? A non-symmetrical case shape. Yes. It's also again I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's Langer, but, it's different. Yeah. And I'd like to see it in the flesh. Because yeah. what you gotta remember is Langer's original USP was the Langer one with their, you know, crazy dowel layout yeah, in exactly. a different way at turn time. So that was always their thing was to be a bit more different. Yeah. Then you know they have the site work, which is just a crazy jump power watch, and I think they've That's been good. they've kept honest. Honestly, the word I'm looking for, kept their integrity, faithful. Yeah, they've yeah. yeah. They, they they've maintained languidness about it. Yeah, they have. Um, yeah. And also the fact it's serially produced, I like that. I didn't really know that. That's I like that. I, th- I thought it'd be like you know a ten piece limited yeah. edition or something. Yeah. Did you just never see them? But no, they are serially produced. So if you can get one. Let us know and we'll come and try it on and then yeah, run yeah. out the door quickly. Run away. No, I'd, I'd like to have a look at them. I do like them. I do like them. They are yeah. good. Well, yeah, they are good from what I can see. Whereas the Alpine Eagle... I'd, I think I know what you're going to say. The, the dial's quite cool. Oh, the dial is mad. And that would have been quite hard to do and quite impressive. So I agree mm. with the effort put in there. I just... It, it, yeah, it's, it's just again, it's jumping on the bandwagon and ripping off the Nautilus. In... So, yeah, they're claiming it's based on the original Alpine Eagle, yeah, which yeah, came so. out, which, uh, and that's their defence. But I'm like, yeah, but uh, the original Alpine Eagle came out suspiciously close to Gerald Genta designing yeah. the Royal Oak and the Nautilus. Yeah, so, so. Like, okay, yes, it's based on the original design, but the original design was, you know, your interpretation of the Nautilus or Genta design, yeah. It, it is, it's not as bad on the wrist as I thought, but I don't like it any more than the Polo S, and I hate the Polo S, mm. so. The Polo S really is the ugly, it's like if if the Nautilus and the Aquanaut had an incest child mm. that just came out horrendously, mm. that's what the Polo is. It's the incest child of the Nautilus. Yeah, the ugly duckling. The, out of all of the blue dial steel integrated bracelet sports watches, it's the worst. I think. Yeah, okay. I Chopard, Alpine Pigeon, and that are at the bottom. And then for me, controversially, 
And a lot of this is to do with the fact that you just can't get them because AP and um, who's the other one? Pate are just dicks <laughs> and they just make three a year or whatever. Is the ruler as hard as the Norseless to get? I think so. I, I think, but it's, it's a, I suppose that's a demand thing, but then surely the, if, if you're selling a watch that you know that's popular and people can't get them because of the demand, make more of them because mm. you know they'll sell, happy days, but I don't know. I think that's why I would put them below the VC and the Langer, because part of the downside of them is you can't get one. Mm. Whereas a VC, you can walk into Watch of Switzerland and buy a Vacheron Constantin overseas chronograph. You can walk in and walk out with one. Yeah. Try doing that with a AP Royal Oak offshore Kroner. You can buy the offshore though. Okay. It's just the it's just the Royal Oaks, I think. Sorry, yeah, Royal Oak. Could do it. I think that's one very interesting thing, which they said in the Vacheron boutique is that they were lowering the prices. So rich one yes. were lowering prices. Watch it, which is quite interesting. Considering Rolex are increasing them, AP and Pasha, you know, they're not doing anything, but they're they're they're, they're not yeah. decreasing prices, which is very interesting because you know we've had this conversation before about a year ago on this podcast mm. that oh episode two you mean episode two episode three <laughs> <laughs> we know that the reason Rolex doing this is because there was a period of which Rolex became too common, and yeah. they're now trying to change their branding so that they're. You know, special again. Not saying they weren't special before, but there's definitely a thing where, like, I feel like in the early 2000s, every man and his fucking dog had a Submariner. In yeah. I think they realised this it, by consistently restricting supply to the market and consistently making it harder to get these watches. They're they're intentionally making their brand more high end and more unattainable. Yeah, completely. In, 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 and that's what they're doing and it's interesting to see that Vacheron who have consistently been you know in the trilogy yeah, the Holy, the trilogy, Holy Trinity Trinity that's what yeah. they're, they're in the Trinity it's very interesting to see them and Jager Lacuta lowering their prices it's, I, I so, mean, it's very interesting considering as you said relics have just a Submariner now retail price it's gone up from 5 750 to 6.5 yeah. and they've done that across the board so I don't know Daytona's now I don't know Two hundred and twenty million pounds. pounds yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No retail. I think they're what thirteen, fourteen. Are they retail? I feel like less. I feel like twelve less retail. Retail. I, yeah, I'm not quite sure. To be honest, I, I can't don't see them the retail, last time yeah. I saw one going for retail. No, so I have no yeah, idea. No. I see them going for what twenties. You've got to have a mate that you teach golf to or something to get one of those. Oh yeah. It's just, oh, it's just dark. Yeah, it's, uh... But it's, that's an interesting point you make because actually I think it's got the point now where if, if I go, I think 15 years ago if you went up to someone and went, yeah I've got some out they'd go, oh wow you've got a Rolex. But now if you go, if I got, if someone says to me, oh well, at a red bar, oh what, what have you got? And I go, oh I've got some out they just go, eh. Because they've seen 15 of them on their walk to the pub and they're just, they, they don't, it, Rolex doesn't command that, I don't know, it's not as special as it used to be, it's too... I don't know. It's because everyone wants some of this. I, I do so what you mean, but there's also people who are like, oh Christ, how did you get a new soap? Yeah, know? exactly. But and then I, if you saw a Daytona new one, I'd get pretty excited. Oh, a ceramic, I'd be, a ceramic Daytona, I'd, I'd be pretty good, excited. I'd be feeling tingly yeah. if I'd see it. Yeah. If I saw a steel sky drill, I'd be very tingly. Although, for me, if we're talking, so I recently rewatched. Uh, the John Mayer 2 Talking Watches Outstanding True Which is I mean if, if, if any of you Haven't watched that yet Go and watch the second one Because it's just 
it's just daft. Like he, his is ridiculous. What he's got amongst some other bonkers vintage Daytonas, he has got. So at the same time that Rolex released the new ceramic bezel Daytonas in you know, white and black dial and steel and black bezel or whatever, they also released a solid yellow gold Daytona with a green dial and a solid white gold with a blue dial. Blue dial yeah. At the same time, and no one really kicked the fuss about them, and you can still get them they've gone up a little bit in price because people start to realise but they're still very affordable and you're getting a, like a solid white gold Daytona yeah. if you see them they are class I'd they're have one of those good, over yeah. a normal Daytona any day what, they're still in like 20 grand categories yeah low 20s they are cool I do remember white I mean, Daytona. if you're going to take any point away from that John Mayer 2 video there's other things you can talk about but that's oh yes there are I just love the fact that on two occasions in that video he says oh this is one of one there was that 5004 that was made specifically for him. Oh, yeah, the one with the loom dial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Casual. And then uh, there was that non Paul Newman Daytona that had the uh, tachymeter or. No, yeah, pulsation. Pulsation dial, yeah. It's like one of three or one of two. Well, that's why he said it was like one of two and then like one of them's in the Rolex Museum. So he's like, I'm pretty sure this is the only one. You're like, oh, casual. So you were nobbing Casey Perry and Jennifer Aniston and you won the best blues guitarist in the world and history and then you also have the most ridiculous watch collection on the planet. The thing I love about him is one of the points of the says towards the end of that video he said uh, he, he sort of gesticulates to, the, to this table of like ridiculous watches in front of him and he goes these are all the drugs I didn't do in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. All the other musicians of his era were smashing gear yeah. every night yeah. and he's there Doing a tour and then buying a, you know, you know, Paul Newman Daytona or yeah. I don't know a Tiffany stamped Aquanaut Travel Time or like that's proper. Like it's just he's just awesome. Yeah, that yeah. video is dark. It is very. Good. I remember the fir the first talking watches genuinely was one of those what uh, videos that sort of got me into vintage stuff. So I knew, I knew about watches up at that point. But I wasn't as nerdy as I am now. And I remember being at uni and watching the first John Mayer video and being like, this is awesome, this is what it's about. And then started getting really into vintage watches then. So it's all his fault. Yeah, John, so, if you're listening. Yeah, I imagine if he was listening. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. released his own line of PRS guitars as well. Just go for two grand a pop. But I would like to play one. I'd like to play him. Like that's, a, that's, a, that's a black bear. Bit cheap, yeah, it's like, like 2100, yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting. I, do, I mean, that's 58 minutes. I think. Is anyone actually still going to be listening to this podcast? <laughs> I think our parents at this point are probably going to start. No, no, They're no. only giving us a cursing yeah. list to start with, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I think we can probably call it there, <laughs> can't we? If we if we if we leave it for fifty five more seconds, it's going to be exactly. Should we just do fifty seconds of just silence, just so we can put up for I reckon we could probably talk bollocks for another three days. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Until the iPad runs out. Of it's all right. We've got loads. Hey, hey, sixty nine. What else could we talk? I mean, I, I feel like what else? we covered what we wanted to cover. I think. Uh, favorite watch of twenty nineteen. 
or Seamaster James Bond season. Oh, we didn't talk about Seamaster James Bond. Well, there's an article that people can read, so it's that. Oh yeah, go and read Cal's yeah, article read, about the music Titanium James Bond. We're also going to do more articles, and these are going to be weekly again. There was a point where we were doing them like two a week. And we were just, smashing it, yeah. Oh, it's going up, it's yeah. going up. Oh. Is it there? Okay, well, um, thank you everyone for listening. Yes. Um, speak to you soon. Bye.